You're listening to The Happy Hour with Nick Sainert and Enrique alvarez Clary on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. All right, so we get this on the text line, 402-464-5685, the Honda Lincoln Hotline, the Sarder Heyman text line. Both those open for you guys the rest of the way here. We get this text on the text line, those of us who truly follow college basketball are laughing at y'all. Missouri has beaten nobody and gotten boat raced by Kansas. That was the Kansas team that six of their nine wins have been against top 25 teams. And Missouri just beat a top 20 program in Kentucky by 14 points. They also beat Illinois in a neutral site game, I believe, or unless it was on the road in Champaign, by one second. I want to say it was like 20-some points. By 22 points. That doesn't seem like nobody to me. Missouri also beat the 10-3 and UCF team that we were just talking about. That is true. They, on the road. They rolled them, I think. On the road. They also beat Wichita State, who we were talking about last segment. Wichita State is So, bad, yes... Though. Yes, there are wins against Coastal Carolina in there from Missouri. There's wins against Houston Baptist. There's wins against Southeast Missouri. That's, that's Everybody has wins like that. I get that. Or losses like that. But to sit there and say, first of all, those of us who truly follow college basketball are laughing at y'all. Missouri has beaten nobody and gotten boat raced by Kansas. Kansas, once again, six wins over top 25 teams in 10 games. And they all Missouri did get blown out by Kansas. You're mm-hmm. right. And then Missouri now has just beaten... Number nineteen, Kentucky, by fourteen points. Kansas blows out a lot of people, so, so that's kind of in, that's in kind a, of a, a thing that they do. Here, also, the deal. how in does a, in what a is a, year, a, a uh, those of us who truly follow college basketball? What is what does that mean? Do you follow a conference? Do you follow all of the conferences? Because that's a lot of conferences. Do you know? But here's the deal: players on every team. Like, how do you truly follow college basketball? I, I, and that's and this is not like us clapping. Like, we're not trying to start this. I am. That's fine, Rico. You can. That's that's your corner. Shout but I sit American. here and I see like Dennis Gates, for example, who's a first-year head coach. He came from, I want to say he came from Wright State, if I remember correctly, in the offseason. First year at Missouri at a Power 5 school. Um, and, and I think the reason that we're talking about Missouri a little bit more is because, once again, there were rumors in the offseason before Armand Gates went to Oregon that he was going to join his brother Dennis at Missouri as an assistant mm-hmm. coach. That now Missouri is has one loss. And if at Nebraska... Or even a place like Missouri where we were sitting there saying, hey, our first year head coach, and our first first season with this head coach is 13-1. and one. This our, 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 our coach right now that is, um, what I mean, has one win against, or excuse me, one loss in his first 14 games with wins, a 22-point win over a Big Ten team in Illinois, a, let's see, 12-point win over UCF, and a 14-point win against a perennial coach in John Calipari in Kentucky. Those three wins will be on the good wins line they'd, they'd on their bingo. on their tournament uh on why they should thing. get into the tournament. Exactly. So I like I once again it's for me it's personally, Rico, it's a clap back. Me I'm just I'm just saying. Um I, I find it funny that um yeah, so it's, I just find it funny. Once when again, it comes to college basketball, it's it's hard to follow all of the teams and know everything about all of the teams because there are so many. In mm-hmm. terms of your conference, 
the conference that whatever 100%. team you were covering, yeah, sure, you should know that. Maybe you should know some of the other power conferences. But in terms of, you know, if you truly follow college basketball and you know all of I mean, that that would be impressive. And, you know, more props to you. But I, you know, I'll, I'll talk about the Big Ten in semi-knowledgeable terms um, and, and maybe some of the other power conferences. But, you know, when it comes to <laughs> the A-10, even though I was trying to pine for them, not the A-10. Uh, no, you were pining big, for the A-10 the and big, the athletic. The big sky, the big west, the mountain west, whatever other, yeah. the big south. I don't know. That's probably a conference. It is. Uh, I'm not, I, I wouldn't be able to tell you much about them. So here we go. All right. So talking, kind of bringing back the, the binoculars to Nebraska's game tonight. And they're they're hosting Iowa. It's a sellout in Nebraska, so I mean that's it doesn't necessarily mean butts and seats, but it means tickets have been sold. Which I'm intrigued tonight because I don't know how the student section is going to kind of filter out because it's technically still holiday break, but I do know that some students have started making their way back mm-hmm. to campus. Well, the student I also section isn't I that- also know that we got a students got a an email a couple days ago saying hey discounted tickets for Iowa's game hey. on Thursday. So I do. I know there's those things as well. So it's good weather too. So so students that don't have season tickets were able to buy tickets because your season ticket doesn't work over the holiday break. Mm-hmm. So you're. I, I'm intrigued to see if how much of a student section there is, how much of of the actual general population or general public how is going to be able to is. sit. I th- I don't think there's going to be a problem with crowd noise. I I, I don't think I, I see. Do you think it's a younger crowd or an older crowd tonight? I think there's going to be a decent amount of Iowa fans. Probably. I, I think it's going to be similar to Purdue. Mm. Maybe a little bit of a younger crowd. Not that it matters. I think it's going to be similar to Purdue because it is an Iowa team. It's 8-4. and four. People don't like Fran McCaffrey. Um, also, there's Iowa is now back at full strength. And like you said, Rico, it's good weather out there. It's an early enough tip-off. It's not a it's not an 8.30 or an 8.05 p.m. tip-off. It's a 6.05 p.m. tip-off um, against an 8.04. And once again... Here you are, Nebraska. You have to understand the expectations and kind of the standard. You're seven and six. You are through thirteen games, and you're still above five hundred. I'm, I'm taking it. You're in a pretty good spot. This is a much better spot than you've been in the past. Bingo. So this should this despite team, being zero and two, yes, in the in the conference because you did have you have you had, had the sixth the sixth hardest strength of schedule in the country. You had two hard conference games to start off your conference slate, uh, and those two uh, conference games that get mixed into the non-con mm-hmm. early in the season. But in terms of this team and how how much more excited the 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 fan base has been to root on this team and as you were talking about earlier i mean you've got your star when your star players are diving on the floor for loose balls you know you've got a team that's mm-hmm. that's full of fighters and and full of grit and determination and that's exactly what nebraska fans want in their basketball team and in really all of their teams um so this men's basketball team is as fred hoiberg said easy to root for and the fans have kind of uh They've got this team's back, you know, win or lose, and mm-hmm. I, it's it's going to be hopefully very rowdy against Iowa. And you know, coming off of a loss, they're going to be locked in. The Hawkeyes are, but you know, maybe Nebraska with the way they've been playing, the grit and determination that they've been showing against you know every team that they face this year, and the fact that they've had the sixth hardest schedule, mm-hmm. hopefully has them prepared. For well, a matchup like this. And I think it's going to be difficult, right? Because you have that common thought of when a team or an opponent is coming off of a disappointing loss in their own schedule or season, like Iowa is. I, I don't need to remind you guys that they were a 31.5 point home favorite against Eastern Illinois, ended up losing by 9 or 11. Just by 11. 11, 93 to 82. 
That and is so, a 42-point swing? 42-point swing. So, Jeez. Yeah, it'd be 43, I guess. 43-point swing. Um, 42 and a half, to be exact. Yeah. But anyway, so when you sit here, Nebraska's going to have to... The, the Blaze Kata is questionable with an ankle. Which means? Which means possibly Oleg. Ah! Rico's excited about that. I told I was listening to the Fred Hoiberg press conference this morning, just kind of getting a refresher on on things that Coach Hoiberg said, um, and Sam Greasel because because Sam Greasel talked to the media as yesterday as well. But getting a refresher, and Fred Hoiberg said something along the lines of, "We like the things we've seen out of out of Oleg. So if if the time comes that we need Oleg, we we feel comfortable and, and confident going to him. I need everybody. Hashtag free Oleg. You know, listen, it's time." Today, should, today is the should day. We, should we publicly put lines out for Ole Koyanets? I think we should. Over under three and a half points. That's what I'm setting it at. If if he gets in the game, two buckets or four free throws. Two buckets. <laughs> two buckets. I don't know how his free throws. Here's are. here's <laughs> the deal. Um, I wonder if they have his stats from Lithuania. I'm just saying he's going to be the tallest person on the court. Iowa has a six foot eleven guy. He is the only seven footer on the court. He'll be out there if he can get two rebound, two two putbacks. That's it. Give give that to me. Um. Okay. So they only have. The oh, here it goes. Fun. Yeah, I know. Geez, it seems like they're they're yelling. Um. Okay. So international regular season statistics in 2019 and 2020, which seems to be the last time he played in a game. Um, what is he, has, he has scored a total. He has, he has scored a to- total of twenty-seven points in four games. He scored twenty-seven points. He shot fifty percent from the field. Mm-hmm. He was five of seven from the free throw line. So, only sixteen rebounds though in four games. That's at the international level. Yeah, that's tougher. He's playing with grown men. <laughs> Somebody says you guys are fools. Under nah. Listen, I never said what I was taking. Over, Rico, baby. Rico's taking the over. Three and a half. That's what I'm setting it at. Two buckets. So, Ole, so Ole Koyanets, three and a half. Four points. Okay. That's what he's getting. There you go. Three Four points. That's all you need. Not five, not six. Nope. Give it to me, baby. All right, perfect. There we go. All right, let's take a break. When we come back. I don't know what's happening. Um, Look at this guy. Look at this guy. Gonna, he is DP. Is high. I don't know what's happening right now. We can hear him through it. We need, a, we need, a, we need to take a break, <laughs> and we need to figure out, because we got major FOMO going know, on inside the studio. I am interested. We're going to take a break. We will uh, be right back with a crossover. Nate and Strick coming in next up on the Happy Hour. Download our app by searching 93.7 a ticket in your app store to stay in touch and listen all day long wherever you are. More of the Happy Hour is next on 93.7 the ticket and theticketfm.com.